that one dish, that taco, yeah, cheese taco, has tied pretty much everything I do in life into one nutshell. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. This is Dave here at Saturday Omaha. We're doing another Food Recognized Food episode, which is where we talk to chefs, restaurant owners, and people in the restaurant industry about places they like to eat. And I, I'm very fortunate, as I, as I often am, to be sitting inside of Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. Uh, it's great to sit here anytime, uh, but it's it's just me and and my guest here today. But I'm also looking at the Saturday Omaha sticker, which is sitting on the serving counter. So so you know we like this place. But uh, I am here with Wayne Dingus in Smoke and Barrel on a on an off day. He let me in the restaurant all by myself. This is this is dangerous. So Wayne, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, not too bad. Yourself? I, I am doing great. I'm doing great. Um, also, I have to thank you. I picked up that T-shirt last time I was here. Yeah. Um, I went to go wear it, and it smelled like uh, barbecue smoke, and that was that was a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if you made those scratch and sniff or anything on purpose, but uh, it smelled delicious. So We so definitely that. didn't order them that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, let's, let's get rolling on this thing. So um, you and I have been uh, uh, connected through your barbecue for quite a while now. Um, it's been a minute or two. It, it has, it has. Um, so um, sitting here in Smoke and Barrel on Discovery Drive, and precisely what is the address here so that people can find this place? Because it's kind of tucked out of the way a little bit. Yeah, we're a very off the main road beaten path um, location. Uh, the physical address is 13508 Discovery Drive, approximately about one block north of the Millard Airport, which it's on 132nd Discovery Drive. Perfect. So if you see uh, planes landing, they may either be landing at the landing strip or possibly coming in for delicious brisket. Could be. Um, it, it's know. happened. <laughs> like, literally, it's happened. We came in one Saturday, and there was a plane on Discovery Drive. Oh. Uh, the guy thought he was out of fuel. He forgot to switch his tank, so he landed it in the street. <laughs> and I all the sirens and lights that were going on and i thought my smokers were on fire but it was just a plane landed right outside our door <laughs> it was and you're like like sorry we don't we don't have drive through like you got to come in man so the, the, <laughs> you, the four wheels not three <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so um that's fantastic so the kind of where i wanted to start is what is happening at smoke and barrel uh tell me about New things coming up, things that are happening right now. Just give me, give me the spiel. Brag about Smoke and Barrel because I, I know I do. We're gonna start as that's it's a roller coaster right now. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, pre-COVID, you know, we couldn't stay, couldn't make enough meat. Uh, COVID hits, and we continued to make the same amount of meat, purchase the same amount of meat. Yeah. Even though no, we weren't gonna sell it, so we ended up taking that, donating it to families in need. Nice. Um, the reason we did that is if we didn't buy from our suppliers our suppliers weren't going to buy from packing houses packing houses weren't going to get it from farmers sure and if we missed out get, didn't take care of the farmers and we lost an entire season of harvest i.e cattle pigs yeah um it would be an entire year before we could see fresh meat again oh my goodness so that was we were in contact with a lot of farmers and ranchers uh kind of seeing how they were doing yeah um so we kept that up um mentally that's the roller coaster you know say hey, what are we going to do right um, and we're finally getting kind of back up, you know, to 80, 90% of where we were. So it's got our creative minds flowing a little bit. Yeah. Um, some people I truly love and they do a really good job is Paul and Jessica Urban down at Block 16. Yes, we, we love Paul and Jessica as and well, yeah. so it's kind of in the early stages. We're going to do a collaboration. Awesome. With them. Um, they're, 
been inspiring me a little bit more. I mean, we started throwing out, uh, it's a pork belly burn-in tacos. Ooh, nice. Uh, coleslaw, chilled caramelized onions, fresh jalapenos, smoked salsa, and pork belly burn-ins on a tortilla, right? Oh, my gosh. And those have been working really well, you yeah. know? And barbecue, in its basic sense, is not trendy. Sure. Uh, if you've ever been in the place, as you have, we're not a trendy kind of place, you know? Dust on the floor. You, you and know. I are sitting at some cable spools right now. Yeah, cable spools That's for tables, you know, and some checkerboard uh, tablecloths yeah. with steel chairs. Yeah. Uh, nothing fancy about it because we keep it kind of old school. You know, we use modern technology to do an old school version. Sure. Um, so I've been inspired by Paul and Jessica, you know. Um, with that, the mind turning like, hey, you know, I don't want to be trendy by any means, but hey, this is a cool idea. Sure. There is a response and there is. Um, we're at actually, our lease is, is up in five years Okay. Um, at this spot. Uh, so we're planning our five-year end game. Nice. And the end game includes building a bigger restaurant. Ooh. Uh, three to four times the dining size uh, with a bar. Wow. A full kitchen. Um, we're doing well, doing straight up old school Texas barbecue. Um, but, you know, we look at, hey, how can we, again, we sell out quite often right how can we expand those hours and still be able to keep up with what we're making sure without having you know without the ability right now to make an extra 20 briskets right because your staff is like three right like you your wife and you had a helper for a while right? he did so, uh, uh he moved on okay okay uh, so congratulations to him he just had a new baby so, oh well, that's nicely done um so yeah and so it's literally just my wife and myself so two um, two person operation and so, nothing wow. against my wife i just don't trust her with knives <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I do all the prep work and, you know, most of the, the heat and, and inside the smoker area. Yeah. Um, she takes care of a lot of the sides and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're looking at how can we do more volume by adding other things. So sure. in this new place, we're going to be adding a full kitchen um, to where, you know, you can get burgers, fries, wings, smoked, you know, just do a lot of other fun things with it. Yeah. But on that trendy outside the box thinking uh we're gonna get another food truck wow um so we're gonna do another food truck um hopefully have it up by this summer wow um but it's completely different than what we're doing now okay uh same quality barbecue a lot of the same items uh but it's more street food um, okay so one big thing we get here is do you have french fries i love french fries um but we don't have the capability of doing fries here because i have one smoker I don't have a full kitchen. Right. Uh, so the majority of the menu is either going to be kind of a taco, a tortilla base. Okay. Do tacos, something like that, um, which is huge. I mean, I've had people tell me, you know, Mexican food has no place in barbecue. Because we did chicken enchiladas one time, and that right. was told to me. And I'm like, you know, do your history research. You know, what's one of the biggest influences on barbecue? Mexico. Yeah. You yeah. know, and depending on where settlers set, you know, go off to the Carolina area. It's where a lot of the Germans settled. Yeah. And so why do you see a lot of vinegar-based sauces? It's because that, that's their culture. That's, that's culture. what their, their uh, how everything worked. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to do this food truck, um, and French fries are going to be a base. Oh, okay. For the majority of it. So oh you got your goodness. regular fries, and then we're going to do sweet potato fries. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I did at a place um, – we took sweet potato fries, covered it in Vermont syrup. 
Okay. Um, oh. Added pulled pork, pork belly, some coleslaw, and it just it was awesome. The combinations Sounds were great. Dynamite. And so we're going to do that because um, on this food truck we're looking at, it has fryers. It has a salamander where we can melt cheese. You know, don't have to use a cheese sauce. You know, real yeah. house shredded cheese. Um, so that's something we're, we're that's the very near future, hopefully for this summer. Awesome. Um, again, the new restaurant location is going to be within five to six years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it's, we're excited. I mean, there's, it's, when you're, when it's slower, when I say that, you know, in the times we're living in, you know, some weeks people are comfortable getting out. Some weeks people are not. Sure. You know, Hey, that's human nature, you know, and we always tell people you do what makes you feel comfortable. (laughs) No, but so that's, that's kind of what we're doing. But when it's slow, my mind has a tendency to constantly be turning. I understand. You know, if I don't have a line out the door. Or when I do have a line out the door, my mind doesn't work. I react on experience. Sure. Uh, when it's slow, my mind turns, and it's so not whatever. always not always the cheapest or the greatest thing. <laughs> but my wife and I have taken this time to kind of reflect on what we've done, yeah, what we have, and where we started from, and kind of get back to that. Sure. Well, because you, you started as a food yeah, truck. We started right? as a food truck. Yeah. Um, and. I enjoyed it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love air conditioning. I love heat and I love solid ground under my feet. Yeah. Um, But it's just something that we've been talking about the food truck end of it to be able to go out, which in during these times is, has been phenomenal for people. Sure. You know, they're going out to these neighborhoods, you know, going out to businesses more than they used to. Yeah. Um, It's a way for people to do their social distancing and still be able to get out and take their mind off of the day-to-day worries. Sure. Sure. And so that's, we wanted to get back into that to be able to, again, start doing some corporate events because we get a lot of demand for it. Yeah. And, and do some private things. You know, we're not into state fairs or anything like that. Um, but things that we can also do locally. Um, two years now, the year we had the flooding. Yeah. Um, we were able to take our food truck and donate over 2,000 pulled pork meals. That's right. Because you guys were out there by the, the, the Dylan Har- Brothers. Harley dealership. Yeah, Dylan Brothers. That's right. Yeah. And so... The one thing, I mean, it, it really made us feel good, and I think it helped nail our feet to the ground on who we are with this business, was being able to do that. Yeah. Again, and I kind of mentioned that earlier, is that we kept making the same amount of meat product and helped out those in the community. Yeah. But we're landlocked. Sure. You know, having a brick and mortar is great. Having a food truck's great. They each have their pros and cons. You know, when it gets out to be able to help the community, wheels are awesome. Yeah, True. And so that's another reason we were talking about doing that. It's like, hey, let's take off this Saturday or this Sunday, this Monday, whatever. Let's get out and help people. Yeah. You know, hey, we're going to be doing this deal. Let's come out. You need a, you need something to eat, you know, little to no cost. Yeah. You know, because we have been very fortunate and blessed through the years. Sure. So yeah. that's those are kind of the things that are in the works, you know. I mean, that's awesome. It's a lot of melange of things going on. I mean, my wife, I'm grateful for her. She writes it all down because my brain entangles things. That's so she's keeping me squared. <laughs> I'm coming up with ideas. I like it. I like it. Well, I I, I hear some good things there. Expansion is awesome. Um, you know, extra hours and you know, extra locations and being able to go where you want to go and do stuff because right. you, you've always you know with the, with the flooding. I know you and uh, Jess and Paul Urban also teamed up kind of recently for that's where the t-shirts came from, right? You, right. You did another community thing there as well, right? Yeah. So. Um, one of Paul and Jessica, I can't honest, I, I apologize to either one of you. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of their nieces that had a rare disease. Sure. And so they put this big 
uh, fundraiser on that a lot of chefs came in town and uh, from town yeah. came over and we raised over forty thousand dollars. Wow, that's um, awesome for this family. And so I was like, hey, let's start another nonprofit called Smoke Out Childhood Hunger. That's awesome. Um, and we were getting ready to launch this. And then and COVID, COVID. hit. Ah. And guess what? Guess you know, we can no longer do these large events. Sure. And so um, we started, we made some shirts and all the proceeds from 100% of the proceeds off these shirts um, is going into a nonprofit account awesome. for when we are able to get out and, and party yeah. and have gatherings. We want to be able to put on a, a two or three day event. Um, you know, if it's a three day, it's kind of like one of those three day holiday weekends. Yeah. Um, and there's, we're going to invite every restaurant that wants to participate. It doesn't have to be barbecue. Um, people, we found that the community has supported us because we supported them. Sure. Um, Omaha is fantastic for that. You know, Aaron Franklin down in Austin, Texas puts one on. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be straight up. I think people in Omaha support it more than they do pretty much anywhere else in the country. Oh, that's awesome. You know, they like, they like their fairs. They like their festivals. They enjoy helping people when they can. Yeah. And so I think this is something that um, we can do. And so that's kind of, you know, that's the whole story of the shirt thing is it's something yeah. for us to be able to jump on it, kind of get some money set aside. And, you know, it might not be big at the first year, but, you know, neither was the one in Austin. Sure. You know, so we're going to let it grow. And I honestly think if it goes off the way we, I think it will. Yeah. I think we can pretty much eradicate childhood hunger here in Omaha, Nebraska. That's awesome. You still have shirts uh, available we here do. at the shop? We do. We're constantly coming up with new different designs. Uh, this one. Uh, that we have now is actually, I'm calling it the pig flag. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, a hog where the stars and stripes should be and bacon for the stripes. <laughs> so it, it's our take on it. And we're just going to, you know, once we get, you know, 50% sold, we've got a new design we're coming out. And we're constantly going to be switching it up. That's awesome. And have fun with it. You know, you know, holidays are coming up. So if you need, if you need some good gifts, uh, you know, get your smoke and barrel t-shirts now. Uh, support uh, future efforts for uh, eradicating childhood hunger. Um, oh yeah, and they smell delicious too. So <laughs> so there's that. Well, well, speaking of Omaha and and the town that we are in. So um, I've asked you to to kind of do some thinking, and and uh, let me know where in Omaha that you Wayne where you like to eat because clearly you know good barbecue but where where do you go when you're not cooking stuff like where where in town do you like to eat lays potato chips no, <laughs> I'm um you know there was a time uh when my wife and i were dating and there wasn't a restaurant in omaha we had not eaten at nice we ate at every restaurant um and then we had our daughter and we go out to eat like a year and a half later and we realized with all the new restaurants, we've probably only eaten at 10% of what's in Omaha. <laughs> it changes a lot. You know, yeah. Omaha's great for the food scene. Um, it really depends. Um, I liked, uh, is it Paisons? I like Paisons Pizza. Yeah, yeah, down in Millard, yep. Um, yeah, not too far from here. My wife just found that one day, um, and it was, I liked it. You know, I like the pepperoni. I, I like my pepperoni a little crunchy. Sure. It had a little char to it. And yeah. it wasn't burnt, but, you know, it has that crispiness to it, and I like their crust. Yeah, it's a good crust. Um I'm trying to get out eating more and more. Uh, Spencer's, uh-huh. uh huh, Glenn Wheeler down there. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you got to get the burger down there. It's phenomenal. Yes, yes. He. Uh, uh, what the Big Spence is what they're called. Right. Yep. You know that that's really good. Um, block sixteen. You good know, if day. I if I'm feeling a little edgy, you know, huh. uh, most of the time I like comfort food. You know, I'm a pizza burger. 
you know, the steak when everyone's happy in the family. So, yeah. um, but it's when I'm kind of feeling something a little different, you know, we head down to, to block 16. Do you, do you have a favorite there or? Oh, the menu. The, the menu. The menu. You, you can't go wrong, really. I mean, the, the... You can't. I mean, to me, it's like throwing... If you Hey, no one can decide where we're going to go on vacation. Close your eyes, throw a dart. <laughs> um, it's all good. I mean, yeah. everything down there, to me, hits a different part of your senses. That's true. That's true, because you got, like, the, the poutine burrito, so you've got, like, beef and cheese and a tortilla, then you got fried chicken, then you got a burger, and then you got a... Fr- you know, a lote fry or whatever. They oh, just, I mean, you, know, you could just stick with French fries. Sure. You know, French fries, I mean, the ra- uh, crab rangoon fries. Yeah. Poutine fries. I mean, uh, you can sit down there and eat five different kinds of fries and True. hit every, Everything. you know, the umami all the way through the spectrum in your taste buds. Yeah. You know, and one's just going to pucker your lips and wake you up. Right. And the next one's going to go, I'm ready for a nap. Right. I mean... <laughs> I mean, and it's in a good thing. I mean, if there's one thing that you can hit every spectrum of that, that's different. Yeah. Is definitely, I like Block 16. That's awesome. And like I said, you can go in there, find things different. I mean, get there early. Right. You know, yeah, they no got kidding. their specials, you know. If you, want, if you want to try the specials, definitely get down there early. But they do a fantastic job. They have a great crew down there. They really do. Um, there's really not too many places in Omaha that I could say I wouldn't go to. Sure. Sure. You know, it just really depends on my mood. I mean, those are the yeah. ones that are standing out in my mind. So you got the pepperoni at Paisans. Do you do you have is that that your favorite out there? Just a straight pepperoni or? You... Yeah, and I don't know why. I love them. I don't know. They got a meat lovers out there. That's really sure. Good. You betcha. Um, but when we order pizza, it's a, a supreme or a meat lovers. Yeah, I'm a thin crust kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless I'm in Chicago, then I got to have that deep dish. There you go. When, you know, when in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And the other pizza always has to be a pepperoni because that's what our sons, classic. our kids eat. It's pepperoni. I mean, sure. and of course, you know, when they say, hey, we're having a pepperoni shortage, you know, shit. Right. <laughs> no meat lovers. All I want is pepperoni. <laughs> um, and so I just started dabbling in theirs. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm going to try your pizza. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, crap, that was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's other pizza places that we want to get out and try. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's. It's fun. I mean, it's it literally in Omaha is. Oh, I need to. I, one of these days, I got to shoot down and see Tim Nichols down at the boiler room. Yeah. Um, I have not had the pleasure. I've heard a lot of great things. I mean, I worked with Tim uh, at Embassy Suites when he was just as green as green could be. That's right, because you were doing like like fine dining stuff before right. you went into barbecue, right? So yeah, yeah, it's you know, and I did a lot of the banquets down at Embassy Suites, and that's when uh, Tim Nichols came down. He started down there in the restaurant. Falling Water Grill or whatever it was. Yeah. Decades ago. You know, and when we did that fundraiser with Paul and Jessica Urban, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was an awesome experience because guess what? I just met ran into all these people I have not seen in almost a decade or two. That's awesome. And Tim was one of them. And I was like, <laughs> this Skywalker right. has become Yoda, right? <laughs> I mean, he's become the master. I mean, he's yeah. he's really honed his craft. Yeah. Um I got to get down there. Um, now, did you? Cause I have to ask now because you, you know all this. So, work with Justin Paul. Did you go to the, the Culinary Institute with Justin Paul and, and that whole thing? Or how did yeah, you? Yeah, Jess, Jessica, um, she was right behind me. Um, well, let me rephrase. I, I started school prior to her. Okay, so you went through the MCC. Right, I went through Metropolitan Community College. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and Jessica was there. And 
I'm not sure where Paul came in at it. Sure. Um, Cause I, I, I remember Paul down at community uh, down there yeah. at Metro. Um, I remember Jessica. She had me slicing onions for her one day, really thin. And that's, that's what sticks out about <laughs> me. Cause I had the sharpest knives in the school. Nice. You know, and, um, so that's kind of where we cross paths. That's cool. That's cool. Uh-huh. I was just curious because because you know the 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 chef community in Omaha is kind of tight. Everybody kind of helps everybody out. You know, from oh, it is. what I've seen, and and everybody's real friendly with each other. And it's and just, they're some cool. of the most gracious people you've ever met. Yes, no question. Um, you know, Blaine Hunter over at Porky Butts. Yeah, you know, Blaine comes and eats here. Um, we've been out there, um, and people were like, "Oh, are you worried about it?" And I'm like, "Why?" There's no rival between us. Yeah. I said, you know, in all honesty, the more good barbecue places, authentic, real barbecue that's in Omaha, right? the better we're all at. Sure. You know, it's great because, like I said, you know, Blaine and I have talked back and forth via text during this whole COVID experience. Yeah. It's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, if there's anything you need, holler. Yeah. You know, and he's got the same respect towards me as I do for him. And that's kind of all around Omaha. Yeah. You know, hey, so-and-so. And that's what I told my wife when we did this deal um, with Paul and Jessica. I was like, hey, memorize all these people's faces. Get all their names. Yeah. Because if for some reason I die tomorrow. <laughs> call them. Call them and you know we could, you know, raise some money. Yeah. You know, you know to be able to help out the family and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just because everyone that I know in this industry will give you the shirt off their back. That's awesome. Well, so. let's see. So we, we've covered pizza, paisans, and, and possibly cops. I mean, Block 16, it's it's always good all the time. Um, the the Big Spence, uh, formerly The Burger, down at uh, Spencer's for Steaks and Shops with Glenn Wheeler. Anywhere else in Omaha that you'd like to call out that's a that's a quick favorite at the top of your, top of your mind or... I mean, one one's not even remotely close. It was down in St. Thomas. Ooh, we can we can go we can go worldwide national. Let's let's all right. Let's, we'll let's we'll bounce around Omaha. A bit. Yeah. What else? All right. So we, my wife and I, went down there. Uh, it was like a ten year later honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> we had no money when we got married. Um, so we went down to St. Thomas, and we were on the Marriott Resort down there. Uh-huh. Um, I hate iguanas, and they're freaking everywhere. I mean. <laughs> Seven, eight-foot iguanas. That's a big iguana. Well, and they're not even indigenous to that. You know, they tell you, do not feed them because they're not from this area. Oh, jeez. People brought them over, and they just like rabbits, right? (laughs) Um, But we were out partying a little bit one night, and we came back, and we ordered some chicken nachos. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah? They, My wife and I still, I mean, this was a couple decades ago we went, and we still talk about them. Wow. We try to mock them. Uh huh. We can't hit it. I've got experience in a kitchen. I, right. I know flavors. Pretty, I cannot do what they did. Maybe it wasn't chicken. Maybe it was iguana. <laughs> Who knows? But damn, it was good. I wonder how much meat you can get off an eight-foot iguana. <laughs> exactly. But it was really good. Um, and that, I mean, that's one dish. Uh, when I was at Metro, they had uh, a chef come up from old Mexico. Yeah. And she made me a cheese taco. Uh-huh. She just went and grabbed, grabbed random products out of the stuff you could probably find in everyone's refrigerators. Yeah. But it was in our walk-in. And she made it more of what we are used to as an enchilada. Oh, interesting. So she made the sauce, basic sauce, red sauce. Roll, you know, drip, um, kind of soaked that tortilla in it. Yeah. Put this cheese in it, rolled it up, dropped it in it. 
one of the top five foods I've ever eaten. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dude. And I, I had the pleasure of working with her, you know, kind of showing around and working with her, you yeah. know, for a week. It was one of the top five foods ever. It, oh my cheese, tomato, and an enchilada. And that was a it. Tortilla. Like no meat or anything. No just, meat. It, it, wow. Just whatever the magic. Whatever the voodoo she did on that, <laughs> it was fantastic. It, it was, you know. Oh, that's crazy. How she combined the most simplest ingredients. Yeah. But then again, you know, I tie that back into what we do. Um, Mexico has a large influence on barbecue. Yeah. And this is my word, my opinion especially from where, you know, I've been at. You take the most simplest ingredients, the freshest, the best ingredients you can afford, and as few ingredients as you can put in there to make it as fantastic as possible. That's awesome. So, I mean, that that one dish, that taco, yeah, cheese taco, has tied pretty much everything I do in life into one nutshell. My gosh. That's and a, I've, never thought, I've never thought about that until we're discussing it because yeah. guess what? Nobody sits down and talks to me like this. That's awesome. So, in... in and the thing is, is you, I mean, do you know what she did? Could that taco ever be produced ever again, or it's just going to stick there? That's just you know, I if I went to a true authentic Mexican restaurant yeah. in Omaha, I'm pretty sure I could find that sauce. Yeah, you know, because roots don't they grow far? Sure, but they're the same. Yeah. You know, those those roots will grow us really wide to have a strong foundation. Yeah. But what comes out of the out of the ground, yeah. It's pretty close. Sure. Sure. You know, so you know, I grew up we, we were real poor. You know. We were let me rephrase. We were rich in life. Uh-huh. But struggling financially. Sure. Um I wouldn't change one bit of my life yeah. growing up. Um my my toys. You know, we couldn't afford all the awesome things. There's a hammer and a nail, pots and pans. Yeah. Um, I was underneath my mom's feet, um, and I can guarantee you almost every chef in this town can say the same thing. At some point in time, they were with their mom and with their grandmother. Yeah. Um, out on the farm on Grandma's Farm. I was pots and pans. I was, hey, going to the hen house to get eggs. You know, Grandpa would cook a pound of bacon every morning. Cook us each two eggs. You want more eggs, you got to go get them yourself. I'm a little skittish. I don't like sticking my hand under some bird, right? Yeah, so, like, hey, I'll do your chores. Go get me some more eggs, damn it. <laughs> um, and that's where a lot of it came from, you know, and that's where we're talking about. I learned a lot from my grandmother and my mom. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot in culinary school. Um, but it was the attention to detail. Yeah. Um, not so much. You didn't, you know, mom, moms and grandmas, they don't use tablespoons. No, they measure with their heart. A little, little throw here. Yeah. And a spoon, and they're constantly tasting. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's I – mean, I rambled off completely off the deep end on that one, but that's – you know, that taco was tied – That's awesome. Everything, because it reminded me. Yeah. Of what was instilled in me, and it wasn't instilled necessarily just as cooking, but life in general. Right. Try it. If you don't like it, change it. Right. You know, and that's true in life. You know, hey, do something. If it doesn't turn out the way you expect it, dust yourself off, get back up, try something else until you get that what you like. Right. Because you will find it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You instead know, of just being defeated, just keep right. going. Instead learn. of, hey, you know, you're eating something, Ugh, too much salt. <laughs> Don't put so much salt right. in it. <laughs> or, hey, you know what? Here's a crazy idea. It's a little salty. It's a soup or whatever. Throw a potato in there real quick. Try to extract some of that salt and then see, hey, that was it. There was too much salt. You experiment constantly. Yeah. It's like, hey, this didn't work. Let's try it again. 
you know, like I said, everything from grandmothers of these tacos, you know, have kind of led me through life. That's when awesome. you think back about it. The and that's, power of the cheese taco. That's that a- is, that is for me, that is how influential food is in life. Yeah. Oh, man. It just... It, you know, if I swear, I, I I would put everything I own and even myself on a table to say, hey, you know, if we can get everyone together, sit down, preferably with barbecue. I mean... I'm just saying. Right. You know, I think we could, you know, do what you and I are doing. We're conversing and, and come up with ideas to fix that recipe. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I'm not, I don't want to get political, but I just think that's what food means to me. Sure. You know, and again, it keeps coming back to this taco. Yeah. Well, I mean, it bridges cultures and divides and, and everybody. That's the thing is everybody eats. Yeah. You have common ground right there. You have to eat to survive. And, you know, and it's sure a lot better to do that over good food and good conversation. Exactly. Sure, you, know. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a good time. Um, locally, something that's altered me in food this is going way, way back when I used to work at Casio's. Yeah. They're breadsticks. Oh, okay. All right. So I, so I was working there when Al Casio was actually owning, owned the place. Okay. Um, 14 years old, rolling on my skateboard. Hey, mom's making me try <laughs> to find a job. You know, and I was like, how fast can you have a pair of black pants and a white shirt? No paperwork. You know, old school. You know, the way things used to be. Right. So simple. Yeah. Um, but I would bust tables, wash dishes, um, and at one end of it, I want to say his name was Pepe. Uh-huh. Uh, I could be wrong. It spent eons ago. But he made these breadsticks and eating them right out of the oven. I mean, oh. we had a vat of clarified butter. Oh. That, you know, we scooped some into a bowl, uh-huh. one of the, you know, the old school Italian restaurant, manila-ish kind of colored bowls. Right. And we just eat breadsticks all day long. I mean, how... I, I don't understand why carbs are a problem. Oh. Maybe it's because I just don't exercise as much as I used to. <laughs> um, but it was so good. I mean, that. I mean, bread and butter. I mean, Orsi's Bakery. You know, I worked down there. Um, I want to say I was 17 years old. Yeah. Running bread. Um, their garlic cheese bread on Sundays. It um, smells so delicious just to open that door in there. Oh, any, man. It, it's memories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to school on 24th Street right across from Stoysich. Yeah. Um, they would go in there, and they would give us a little piece of jerky or a little piece of candy. Shoot, what was that? 30-some years ago. Yeah. 30-plus. I, I can walk into that store and close my eyes, and I'll be 10 years old. Oh, man, that's awesome. You know, because the smells are exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and that's maybe that's why these breadsticks and Orsi's, you know, just seriously, vat of butter, their rolls right out. Heck yeah. Nothing beats fresh bread. Absolutely. You know, it might take me back to when grandma made bread. Yeah. Um, you know, again, closing my eyes, taking me to a more simpler time. Sure. Um, On the farm with some, you know, yeah. bacon and some eggs and just, it's, you know. It, it's awesome. I mean, but those, I mean, literally, you know, those breadsticks, the garlic cheese bread. Yeah. And I'm digging deep into my past to things that when I say you stand out, something that if I thought deep enough really altered my life. Sure. Maybe tr- led me into the direction I'm going. Um, well, I mean, thinking about these things. How can you, you know. take water, flour, yeast, three ingredients, simplistic, and make something so good? Right. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, seriously, I, yes. mean, I, I don't get it. You know, how would you like to have been the first guy to ever do that? <laughs> and then you're like, what did I do? This is amazing. Right. It's like, like Jimmy, you go try that Blackberry. <laughs> if, if it's no good, you die, I'm good, you know? Right. You know, right. it's, I would love to have been a fly on a wall when a lot of things were created. I, I, I've always thought that about lobster. I've been trying to figure out who was the first guy or girl that was like, I'm going to eat that thing. I think it was somebody real hungry because they look kind of aggressive, you know? <laughs> like, who, who, who says, hey, look at those two yeah, claw, claw pincher things, bike yeah. scrapey things. <laughs> and how would you been like to be the, the first guy goes and grabs one? Hey, I got it. Right, right. The second was like, oh, my, I'm jealous. I'm starving too, goes it? And gets pinched by one of those damn things, like lops a finger off. It's like I'm eating you now. Oh, you're, you're mine. <laughs> right. And then the first person, like, let's put some butter on it. Like, I mean, because seriously, I mean, if if you look at cast the movie Castaway. Uh huh. All right. So he gets these crabs. All right, and he's cracking them open. Yeah. And it's just ooze. Ugh. Right. But yeah, you add fire to it. And you cook that, and it solidifies, and, it, and then you got this great thing. A whole different thing. And it's, it, we looked at that um, when meat prices went through the roof. Brisket was bad. It, yeah. it really got high. Um, this year has been one of the in, one of the largest harvesting years in history yeah. of cattle. Um, just because, again, what they were doing is they're, they're buying all these cattle and hogs and stuff, livestock, so the farmers don't go under again because they can foresee it as if we don't do this to help them. Yeah, granted, yes, they have insurance. Their livestock will be covered. The farmers will be okay. Sure, but it interrupts the cycle of life. Right. Um, from the time of yeah. giving birth to the time they're mature enough to harvest. I, I go to the deep end sometimes. That's okay. I I, I love this because you know. So it, we've done quite a few of these episodes, and a lot of times I I keep it in kind of segments it's like okay let's talk about the restaurant let's talk about omaha let's talk about national let's talk about food memories what's kind of cool is you've done this automatically for me like we've talked about omaha we've talked about you know saint thomas and wings yeah. and then you know these these breadsticks at cashios and you know just all these different uh, the cheese taco during your your education at mcc and and so you're you're pulling it all together so that's that's fantastic so i guess is there is there anything else you know, restaurant-wise, uh, here nationally, internationally, or any food memory, since we have everything on the table that you want to let the people know about. You've given me so much good stuff here. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if there I, is anymore. You know, go out and support. You know, and I'm not saying, hey, please come to me in droves. Um, get out and, and and support what you can. You know. Um, if, if restaurants, for some reason, you know, you're trying to place an order over the phone and, and no one answers the phone. In fact, I just read an article on this on Omaha Food Lovers, you know, and this person's just going irate, you know, and someone's like, hey, maybe you haven't, you don't know the industry, you know. And this was for a Mouth of the South that just opened that up just out west. just opened up again, yeah. And from what I've heard, they've been getting it handed to them. I mean, sure. props to them. And, you know, it's like, hey, maybe they shouldn't have opened if they weren't fully staffed. Well, you could have 100 cooks in the kitchen. just means 50 of them are going to be tripping over each other. Right. You know, maybe have patience with these people. That. You know, yeah, same with yeah. us. You know, it's just my wife and myself. If you're trying to call an order and I'm not going to be able to answer your phone. You're probably cutting a sandwich for somebody. Exactly, <laughs> you know. And, you know, just have patience with us, you know. Yeah. And I, I say that with everybody, you know, whether if it's – if it's independently owned, mom and pop, all the way to 
a corporate franchise. Yeah. Uh, we're all going through learning times. Sure. You know, I'm not going to say they're struggling times. It's learning times because we have to learn and we have to adapt. Right. Yeah. So go out and support them if you can. And I mean, for sure. As much as you can because we're also there for you. You know, something comes up, you know, there's a national disaster or someone's struggling. You know, there's, like I said, not one of these chefs in town or owners would not hesitate to give the sheriff their back. You, you, you know, I mean, the stuff that you and Justin Paul did, uh, kitchen table, they've been doing uh, meals for the community. Um, I, I just... The, Wheeler does a lot of that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn and, and uh, Dandelion Pop-Up and yeah. just all this stuff and... The community is is amazing, so I think you nailed it. It's just go go out and support and and, and have, have that patience. patience. Have patience. Yes. If you're calling and the phone rings, no one answers, and you do that for a half hour, logic tells me they're probably a little backed up. Yep. You know, so have patience with us, just as you know we try to have patience when we hear that phone ring because we're just as frustrated when we hear that phone ringing and we can't get to it. Sure. That's my advice to the world. You know, I like it. I, <laughs> help restaurants out as much as they can, and trust me, at some point in time, they will help you. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, awesome. Well, Wayne, I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, always appreciate your food. Uh, no question. And uh, when you stop down to see Wayne and uh, get a Texan sandwich, um, uh, tell him to give you the, the fatty side of that brisket and tell him Dave from Fatterday Omaha sent you because you won't regret it. Um, it's so delicious. So come down here and get some food and, uh, Wayne will have no problem talking to you, telling you about anything uh, about the restaurant or food. Um, he's always been, it, you, it's Wayne's house. It, it's called smoke and barrel, but it's Wayne's house. And, and, and he also measures those sandwiches with his heart. He has a scale, but I don't know if he really uses it because those sandwiches always are huge. So just saying, um, anyway, it's a decoration. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for this episode of Food Recognized Food in Fatterday Omaha, this is Dave uh, with Wayne Dingus, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Dave with Fatterday Omaha. It's time for the wrap-up on this Food Recognized Food episode. Uh, big thank you to Wayne Dingus of Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. Make sure you get down there and get some of that brisket for sure. Uh, Wayne was talking about Paisans, which you can find at 15605 West Center Road in Omaha, Nebraska. Stoichich House of Sausage, located at 2532 South 24th Street. Spencer's for Steaks and Chops. Go see Chef Glenn Wheeler at 102 South 10th Street in Omaha. Block 16, a perennial favorite at 1611 Farnham Street. The Boiler Room at 1110 Jones Street. Porky Butts Barbecue at 15475 Ruggles Street. Orsi's Pizza in Little Italy in Omaha, Nebraska at 621 Pacific Street. And Cascio's, a classic Omaha steakhouse at 1620 South 10th Street. And stepping out of Omaha, the Marriott Resort at 7338 Estate Baker Row in St. Thomas, 00802 U.S. Virgin Islands. So there you go. Huge thanks to you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. A Huda Media Production.